Hey everyone, this is Classic with a pre-show fact check. After hearing this episode, I realized that I mentioned that Jeff Bridges was in The Prince of Tides. I actually meant to say that he was in The Fisher King. Uh, Nick Nolte was in The Prince of Tides. So there you go. Um, I'm sure there's other corrections if you find them. Just check me on Twitter at Classic Materia and uh, let me know using the hashtag classic team up and finally last of all this show is dedicated to all the mothers out there in the world happy mother's day especially my own mother back in brooklyn new york my classic i love you ma peace the following is a cspn media podcast presentation and production visit our website cspn.us for more episodes of classic team up Ninibong, everybody. Welcome back to another awesome edition of the Classic Team-Up. It is your fortnightly edition of the show. We're back. I'm your host with the most you know me. And in case you don't, my name is in the show title. You can call me Classic. And I'm here with uh, a familiar guest. If you've listened to any team-ups in the past, or maybe just a couple team-ups, or maybe all of the team-ups, you know that this is our most frequent guest on the team-up. This is my favorite team-up partner. William Bruce West is in the house again. Welcome back, Will. Heaven me. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Are you trying out a new greeting? <laughs> <laughs> did my did, did my piece of crap five below mic pick that up? <laughs> it's a, you sounded like um Jack Jack Cousseau, uh in from the Pink Panther uh, or Steve Martin doing a Jack Cousteau. Is it Cousseau or Cousteau or Cousteau? Which one is the guy that went? Clouseau. <laughs> Clouseau, Cousteau is the the sea guy, the yes. guy who goes in the ocean. <laughs> I wish they would like differentiate the, each other more. You know, the Jacques Cousteau or Jacques Clouseau. I wonder if they ever ran into each other. Well, one's one's uh uh fictional, and the other is the sea guy. So I wonder if people walked up to Jacques Clouseau and was like, "Hey, man, I loved you, Blue Panther." It's like, sacre bleu. <laughs> but anyway, welcome back, Will. Thank you. It's good to be back. Good to be good to be back too. Um, it's been a while. Uh, you and uh, quite a few others were like, "Well, when's Classic gonna do another team up?" Meanwhile, everyone else is just listening to the CSPN, the Colts of the Podcast Network, which you can enjoy, of course, at CSPN Media on Twitter or via our website cspn.us thank you so much for that thank you for listening if you're listening on the network and are wondering well what show is this this is not the baker bone of rome bed advice show this is not comic chronicles what's the WrestleCast? well this is the other show no no the other other show and this is the show that stars me and i talk about whatever the hell i want with whoever the hell i want of course i always want william bruce west and this is why he's here that sounded really weird <laughs> i always want <laughs> Well, I do, though. You're a handsome guy. You know. We're handsome guys. We're watching cool. for a reason. It's cool in the game. It's you cool. Know? Don't, don't fight it. Don't fight it. <laughs> it's cool, baby. <laughs> it's cool, baby. We're, ha- We're modern. We're happening. Um, so, well, I guess I, the first question I can ask is, uh, what's up? What's going on? And, um, well, I kind of know what's going on. We're recording this on a Friday night uh, because we're both, uh, you know, uh, middle-aged married men. 
that <laughs> with no lies. I, I just make it sound that bad, that terrible. But you know, it's true. You know, watch life is the is still life, and I'm enjoying the you know just chilling in the in the spot in the home. I'm as you are. But what's going on? And how did the how was West Week ever this week? I read the column. Oh, um, West Week ever. It was interesting. I think the the biggest part of it was there have been so many like cancellations in the past twenty four hours on TV because you know the network upfronts are next week. So yes. th- this is when the networks decide what they're going to keep and what they're going to get rid of. And it was just it was bloody. They was, it was the Thursday massacre they were calling it, and we yeah. lost a. Some were surprising, some weren't so surprising. But I was trying to keep a running. T- on that, and then um, the of course Guardians Two had the West Week ever because I mean it's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Um, it and we're gonna get we're gonna get to a nice recap of that because I got some things I gotta talk about and ask about that movie. Uh, that I, I'm glad to have have you on because you can help me with uh, some of those questions. But yeah, I mean uh, yeah, t- TV. Uh, the axe swings and it swings hard, and I think some of the cancellations were expected. I think, in fact, you had a list. Was it you that had the list? Um, yep, I got a yeah, list. Yeah, you had a list cancellations, and it was like, I, I, I went down that list. I was like, yep, yep, yep. Um, funny thing was, Last Man Standing. I didn't realize that was still on. Like it hits syndication. <laughs> it, hit, it it hits syndication, and there was a time where I was watching. Um, Hallmark Channel. I think you remember that. I talked about it on the show once, where I used to stay up late and watch Hallmark Channel all night because they they ran um, Cheers and Golden Girls and like and then you know I Love Lucy and stuff like late all, all right. overnight. And then it was like Last Man Standing would be uh, the channel would be on right, and so I would leave, go to work, and come back home, and I flip the TV on, be on the same channel, and Last Man Standing is what they run like during you know pre prime time during like that six seven o'clock hour or something. I'm like this show. Why is it? It's syndicated. Why is it still on? And like, this is like the post home improvement show. Like, oh yeah, Tim yes. Allen's got a new lease on life or whatever. Like, this is the next Tim Allen show. And you know, like, how did it last that long? Who watched that shit? And it, you know, it flew under the radar. It was a Friday night staple for six years, but nobody was watching TV on Friday. Night. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those. Well, I'm home. Let me put the TV on and do something else. And Last Man Standing got a lot of those uh, iron my shirt for the club uh, viewings. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this shit? Well, I gotta go anyway. Yes. Yeah, or, or you know what? Shut that kid up and put the TV on while we, you know, cut this cocaine. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> last, last Man Standing was a huge hit in the drug dens. <laughs> it would be great if the ratings really said that. <laughs> You're like in the eighteen to forty nine crackhead demographic. Yeah. <laughs> Last man standing was always demoed when when crackheads were talking about selling their TVs. Like I'm telling you, this TV does work. And you put it on Last Man Standing. It's like uh, you know, I ten now and something else. All right, so what? Five ten dollars? You got it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the deal. Last okay. Man Standing, though, like it—it it was a show I didn't want to like, but I enjoyed it whenever I watched it. It really was just home improvement with girls. Yeah, well, <laughs> like he just changed up his kids. Well, it was that, and they changed up his um, you know, his uh, his way of you know what he did for a living. Like he was a TV star for like wilderness and outdoor shows rather than you know hardware. And so it was like, he was always like talking about some tent or something or some kind of, like, I saw him watched a couple of moments but I never watched the full episode because it didn't snag me like Home Improvement. I was like, oh, they're just telling the same story again. Uh, yeah. 
So that didn't surprise me. APB didn't surprise me because it just that premise just seems so freaking. It it seems so nineties. A guy yeah, with it, money's gonna take over the police department. Like so, <laughs> it looked exactly like the kind of show that Fox creates just to cancel. Yeah, and in this age of you know realizing that the police are the world's biggest street gang that likes to kill people of color, I, I don't see it getting that many viewers. Like yeah, the cop shows are just so ill-informed right now. Unless you're like a Chicago PD or something that like really is deeply entrenched or, or SVU, no one gives a shit about cops anymore. And, right. You know, and rightfully so. Do your job, shut up, and, 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 and you know, th- these procedurals, we're done with it. Stop tra- telling us about how you're trying to like bring, you know, evildoers and like lawbreakers in and, and have more shows about people that are actually getting their neck stopped on or something or you know that that actually are dealing with this bullshit you know that, that, those are the shows people want to see or superhero shit because that seems to get renewed all the time oh god yeah, <laughs> yeah. did you so, see uh, that shamar moore got his he got his own show next season a swat based on the movie based on the show but it's terrible because shamar moore is not a leading man He's pretty, but he yeah. couldn't even carry Soul Train. So I don't see how he could carry his own series. He killed Soul Train. He wasn't the last host, but he was like, once Sir Marmo showed up, that was the beginning of the end. He's like the Ted McGinley of black uh, media. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, he, he was like on Criminal Minds for a number of years. So this is not a spinoff of Criminal Minds. This is just Shamar Moore. This is just Shamar Moore, and he's the lead. If I'm Victoria Rowe, I'm pissed because like she would have been the bigger star from uh, those old uh, Young and the Restless days when they were Young together. and the Restless. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, and then, like this guy keeps getting chance after chance. Uh, I, I mean, I, I give him credit; he fails up pretty well. <laughs> very true. Very true. You know, uh, you know, he's he's taken he's 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 his, he's let his light skin go a long way. Uh, you know, so I, I can't, I can't begrudge him that. No one's going to watch the show either. But CBS is interesting because it's they, they go, they still go after that older demographic, but they do it now with like things that are tried and true, like you know the Hawaii Five O and, uh, and 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 they they stick to the procedurals and the crime shows, but they're not like they're not too heavy handed with us uh, with some of that. The only one I can't like stand to watch is like uh, Blue Bloods because I'm just like. Yeah, uh, no, you guys are... I, I just can't see Tom Selleck and uh, Dottie Wahlberg, you know, as cops. I, I just can't. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. So, yeah, so some 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 surprises, some not so surprising. Um, what's another one that surprised me? Well, Timeless didn't surprise me because, you know, hello, uh, black people don't time travel. And I know <laughs> it was one black guy and they explained it. Someone on Twitter was like, well, they explained it pretty well. I'm like... I wasn't watching that shit. As soon as it was like timeless, what a black guy. I'm like, nah, you lost me. And remember that show uh, from the previous season that got canceled and we both liked it. Uh, I can't even remember the name of it. The one with uh, Young Grufford. Oh, forever. Forever. So, I mean, different network, but that should still be on the air. That was pretty good, you know? Uh, but hey, that's how it happens. The real O'Neill's not powerless. Not surprised about that. Sleepy Hollow. A lot of people were dancing over the grave of that because of how they treated um, uh, Nicole Bahari and rightfully right. and Orlando uh, Orlando Jones. American Crime. Uh, kind of uh, that surprises me. Didn't did Regina King win a, like a uh, an Emmy for that? Yes, the, it it won Emmys, but it nobody was watching it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess I could see that frequency. Frequency of the series. You know what? 
if you do a TV show based on a movie, I think you're legally supposed to put the series in it like you do in the 90s. It would have lasted longer <laughs> if they did Frequency, the series. The series. <laughs> Speaking of the series, you know what I watch? And uh, I'm jumping ahead of myself, too, but because uh, uh, I've been on this YouTube Kevin Smith kick lately where I'm watching like a lot of Clerks and Silent Jane, Silent Bob, all this, all this, clips from his movies and then like interviews and stuff. But I got into the Kevin Smith show hole on YouTube. Um, shout out to the uh, being a slave of the algorithm, so to speak. And I ended up watching the cl- unaired pilot for Clerks, the TV show, not the cartoon, the actual TV show. It was like Touchstone Television or something. And this was in 90, 1995. Do you remember or heard of this at all? I've heard of it. I feel like I've seen it, but it's been a while. It's got awful. Um, it, so it's like three guys instead of two. It's, uh, Dante and Randall are in it, and then this third guy who uh, I think he works at like a food uh, restaurant or something. And, of course, their stores, are, their shops are all connected, just like in Clerks. Um, they're slacking off. But it's like the whole thing is about, like, uh, you know, Dante and his girlfriend and like uh, you know she's not satisfied and why don't you do something better with your life and like then this guy comes in from out of town that they went to high school with and he's like seeing them clerking and everything he's like well I'm going to start at this law firm in New York next week and then it's this whole uh, you know crisis of well I could do better with my life but I like being a clerk here with you guys screw that Dave you know like I I got through 20 minutes of it and I was like "Eh, I gotta stop but it (laughs) Um, Randall was played by Jim Brewer, aka Goat Boy from Saturday Night Live. And, oh yeah! And uh, the other guys are—I can't remember who else was on that cast. No one memorable, but it just so was so '90s, like so mid '90s. And I was just like, oh my gosh, no wonder this pilot. This is like—I um, th- don't know if you saw a few weeks back or if you ever saw this, but the pilots uh, coming to America, the, the series with Tommy Tommy Davidson was uh, in the starring role in that one. The TV show. What? Yes. I have never heard of that. YouTube links will be up with the show description, folks. <laughs> to both of these. Yes. There are a lot of the series or the the, the, the TV show version uh, pilots that were never aired or maybe aired once, but they're on YouTube. And uh, apparently people that had these tapes, you know, are bringing them to light or brought them to light. And so this Clerks thing was, I wouldn't say it was half bad. It was like a quarter good. You know, like there were some shining moments, but there's nowhere in there is like Kevin Smith's name as far as like a writer, executive producer. There's just some random folk writing this thing. It's a touchstone at the bottom. It was like, ugh, you know, why Why do you think this is a good idea? Someone obviously didn't, so it didn't even make it on air. But it was like, wow, they really tried Pilot- to do Clerks. Pilots tend to be bad. Like, yeah. that's just, like, a known fact because it, they're just thrown together to give the network an idea what the show's going to be. And you yeah. know, like, by the second episode, everybody's hair is different and everything because, yeah. like, it was, like, six months later when they finally, like, picked it up for series. But I have to see this. Yeah. But, like, the one-liners and the – I mean, it's this is the, this is a typical pilot. This is, like – you know, there was nothing that stood out of nothing that stood out about this, and nothing that said clerks about this except they were clerks. It wasn't like, right. oh yeah, uh, and the names, but it wasn't like you know, there was no Jade Style Bob, there was no Snoochie Boochies, there was no like um, long long uh, diatribes. You know, the Kevin Smith diatribes about the existence or something, or something comic book related, or just, uh, just anything about Star Wars. There's nothing. It was, hey, so what do you think? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Fart joke. <laughs> you know, it was just it was really lame, and the only saving grace was Jim Brewer and his physical comedy because he I think he did he was being still being Jim Carrey Jr. back then. 
Right. Trying, trying to like make a make. I was like, this kid's got talent. He'll go pretty far. I'm sure they looked at that pie. Was like, well, he's good. (laughs) I don't know about the rest of these people. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, let's make him goat boy. And I don't know the time, the time frame, but I'm sure Lord Michaels might have seen that. Was like, hey, goat boy. So yeah, slightly shortly after, uh, yeah, because he was on Uptown Comedy Club, was he? I don't know. Or in Living Color. I know he's on the Living Color at one point. My timeline's just all out of whack. So anyway, it's good to see some of these canceled, and you know, well, for some of these, maybe next time. Yeah, some. I mean, Doctor Ken, it really hung in there, but the Asians didn't want to watch it, I guess, because it's always about representation. And they had two shows. They had yeah. this and Fresh Off the Boat, and they decided that Ken Jong was not something they wanted to tune into. Yeah, it's, it's funny because uh, gave Tisha Campbell like a second life on TV, I guess. Um, and uh, I still have not gotten over uh, that uh, that guy's uh, rants or something. Uh, the fresh off the boat creator. So I'm like, eh. But whatever it does come on, I don't think I'm home or I don't. I, you know, I'm like, eh. I'm, I'm doing something. I don't watch TV. Like I said, I don't watch TV. I watch YouTube and sports. And so it's like, if it makes it to YouTube, I watch it. Maybe I should just watch YouTube Red or something. I should, I'll be the I'll be the one guy that pays for YouTube Red. I was wondering who that guy was. <laughs> <laughs> They've got great original series. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, fresh off the boat, they fired the dude. Well, they really fu- they they well, severed ties with him, yeah, but so he's, he's still he's, getting checks. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying he's credited as a creator, a co-creator, but yeah, yeah. And from what I hear, you know, the show's pretty funny, and the mom's still, you know, a breakout star, and you know, so uh, I guess I'll check it. I uh, just just something. It's it. Is it still like the Goldbergs, except for the '90s, kind of, or are they, yes. are they actually telling good stories in there? Or is it's it like the Goldbergs in the '90s? I, yeah. It's one of those things. Wait till it hits syndication. It'll be yeah. in syndication in like a year. Yeah, it's a uh, cool. I can catch it while ironing my clothes or something, getting ready for the uh, club. It'll it'll hit that uh, <laughs> getting ready for the club or the the drug dead demographic that uh, <laughs> that last man standing. standing kid, yes. <laughs> oh, and I was surprised about the catch because I was watching the uh, the tail end of that after scandal last night, uh, and I was like, oh, the show's still on, but there it is, canceled. So it seemed like that was a series finale. I was I was seeing or some last few episodes or something, but uh, I, I feel like. ABC would be afraid to cancel a Shonda Rhimes show if they didn't have like three more waiting to take its place. Oh yeah, that's it. And, and, and ABC, Grey's is untouchable because that kind of started it all. Right. But they're like, well, Shonda, you got to lose the show. Um, let's take the white one. And there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried really to that true because nobody was watching it. <laughs> I gave that show maybe three episodes and I was like, uh... I think I'll just wait till Sunday and watch Quantico. Sports. <laughs> they, they're younger on Quantico. I don't know. And it's funny because I gave all this time to Quantico last season. And this season, I haven't watched like maybe but one, two episodes of Quantico. I was like, hey, Blair Underwood. I got excited for a second. And I was like, eh. I think Quantico is getting the chop. They didn't do it in the past 24 hours, but it is in a lot of trouble. And the fact that they renewed, like they announced all their renewals like today and didn't yeah. mention it, it's either down to money or down to they don't have a spot for it. Because what happened is them getting idle just killed a whole bunch of real estate for new shows. Well, Quantico wrote themselves into a corner at the end of last season because they, they, she was no longer with the FBI and they were out of Quantico. Like, they showed them graduating, and it was like, okay, well, now we're going to tell the story. Uh, so, like, 
oh, why don't you join the CIA? Was like the the big teaser for the next season. And so she's like training to be in the CIA this season or something. It's like, well, why the fuck would you still call the show Quantico? <laughs> well, they can't rename a show. <laughs> they could. They could be like next season, call it Langley or something, because that's where the CIA is. Or you know, just, it's it's kind of like Prison Break just kept coming up with ways to get back in around and in the vicinity of prisons. Like, well, this last season of Prison Break, the prison is in your mind, and they're going to try to break <laughs> out of the mind prison in the library. Like, I can see you artfully discussing that. Quantico is a place. Like, that should have that should have been, like, the discussion before the next season. Like, uh, yeah, we're going to bring the show back. Yeah, cool, but you just can't call it Quantico. Why not? You're not in fucking Quantico. That's like if, if I started this podcast and called it Straight Out of Brooklyn, and then I moved out of Brooklyn, and I'm still doing the podcast. I'm not straight out of Brooklyn anymore. Shout out to Maddie Rich. <laughs> Did they at least drop by Quantico every now and then to say hi to their old teachers or something? <laughs> Quantico, the new class. I, that's what I was hoping. Like it would be the new class. That the series and the new class need to be like on. They need to be like uh, the uh, the subtitle on a lot of these shows. <laughs> I'm worried about I'm worried about Priyanka Chopra though because they're trying to make her the next big thing and I think she might just be the next Tia Carrere. <laughs> yeah, like... she is everywhere. I mean, she's she's fine as all hell, but yeah, it's like they they need to she needs to find a, a new vehicle instead, like a movie role or another TV role or something. I, I'm sure she's probably praying for Quantico to like get like get the chops so she can like jump in some movie or something with like. Uh, Who's the hot? Who's a hot young white actor? Uh, I was gonna say well, you know, uh, she. She's the villain in Baywatch. What? Oh yes. Yeah. Well, there you go. Zach Efron. It is. <coughs> I was gonna say um, the guy that's in uh, Blade Runner, the young guy, uh, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Yes, Ryan Gosling of uh, of he of La La Land fame. I would I would have said he of Drive fame, but uh, you know he's done other things since then. I actually saw some of La La Land on a plane uh, ride. Uh, I didn't watch it myself. The guy you know, on the plane in the seat, like diagonally in front of me, like kind of uh, one row up and over, you kind of see his screen. And so I'm seeing it on mute. And I'm like, eh, this looks like it might not have been half bad, but it looks terrible right there. So, you know what? It just seems so boring. <laughs> it was so boring. Like there was no nothing exciting about it. It was a lot of talking. There was maybe a couple of dance numbers. And I just thought, they really tried to give this best picture. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I want to see it, but I'm not like dying to see it. Yeah, that's the thing. That, that, like, it's, you have to give yourself that commitment. I, I remember doing that with um, oh, what was that best picture with um, what what was what was the one that uh, that had uh, oh, I can't even remember. I can't remember anything right now. Uh, J-, J Law, Jennifer Lawrence. What was the one that she uh, got all that acclaim for? Not not the uh, the mop lady, but the the previous one. Um. So not Joy. No, but, not Joy. Um. Uh, and she was with the she was in it with Bradley Cooper with Rocket Raccoon. Oh, uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Yes, yes. That I watched. That I was like, I'm gonna watch this and see what it's about, and I actually enjoyed it. That was like that was almost the last time I saw an acclaimed movie, critically acclaimed movie, like out of curiosity and like actually enjoyed it. Like I, I don't want to make that commitment to all these movies that come up. I'm like, ah, you know, even Moonlight. I'm like, I still haven't watched Moonlight, and I've had chances. I'm like, I really don't. It, it, Moonlight seems like the super duper downer. I'm like, 
you know, I understand it's great because, you know, it's like some young child of color growing up and, you know, the, there's a, the, 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 there's like the, the gay lifestyle and the plot and there's like abuse and everything else. But I'm like, I want to be happy with movies, man. I, I, I can't watch depressing shit like that. Like I could and I understand it, but it's like when I watch, when I watch a movie, I want to eat popcorn and I got a feeling that I'm going to be like, I'm just, I'm going to put down my popcorn and be like, nah. Man, I call my mom. I call my pops or something. <laughs> I really don't need that downer, so I'm like, nah, nah. So you know, uh, if it comes on cable and I'm caught in the middle of it, or you know, at some point, in it, but yeah, I like those fun popcorn movies, and I guess that makes me a different kind of person. Um, um, so Blade Runner 2049, does it look fun at all? No, it looks terrible. It just like it, it, but Blade Runner's terrible. Like <laughs> we were gonna even... get here. We were gonna get it. <laughs> Blade Runner is just it's just a chore of a movie, and it, it like like I said in West Week ever, it's the way Peter Griffin describes The Godfather. It insists upon itself, <laughs> like it just thinks it's so great. And oh no, no, it doesn't look good at all. You're gonna have a bunch of like old white guys who are just kind of who like grew up with Blade Runner and just obsessed over it. Who are gonna have a bunch of think pieces and shit about it. Why Blade Runner? Ten reasons why Blade Runner twenty forty nine is great, and you should watch it right after Blade Runner. Uh, you know, go watch the marathon. Here's the thing with Blade Runner. Um, it was when it was out. Most of us were what eight, six, ten. I don't know. It, we were pretty young. I remember because it was out the same time as Jedi in the theaters. Like I think we. Um, I remember going to see Jedi. Uh, probably for the third time or second time or something, because the school trip we went one time, and then my, my parents took us to the movies, and we saw Jedi, and it was like it was like a double feature. Like we saw that, and then we saw like Blade Runner or something afterward. So they were watching like something in another theater, and they would just it was like one of things where they would just let us go in the other the kids movie or whatever, or the sci fi movie, and then they would go into the other the adult movie or the the romantic movie or whatever, and we'll come pick you up at the end, you know, because they would have similar run times. Or they just wait for us, and so we're watching Blade Runner, and I'm I, I fall asleep like three four times, and I'm just because the whole time I just saw Han Solo in with the Ewoks and shit, and now I'm seeing Han Solo or Indiana Jones, and there's no short round, there's no Wookies, there's nothing, and I'm like, what the fuck is this about? It's just dark, it's dank, it's a lot of you know scientific, and even when I tried to watch it years later, I'm just like, so this was this was it, huh? It's kind of like trying to watch Dune as an adult. Yeah, that's one of those movies that I've just never wanted to even try yeah. Dune. But, like, with Blade Runner, I fell asleep in it, too. The problem is, I went to England for, like, a summer, and I was supposed to learn about globalization, but instead, the professor just showed us Blade Runner. Like, I don't I don't know how they were related, but yeah. bet- between it being boring and the time difference, because it was basically, like, 4 a.m. in America, <laughs> like, I kept falling asleep on <laughs> It's not a good movie. Yeah. Well, at least it's the, the thing that uh, the 80s movies used to do was like, well, with the sequel, let's put a year at the end of it. Blade Runner 2049. Well, at least they do Blade Runner Legacy or something like that. But I, I like the titling, at least. Uh, you know, it's, it's not Rise of the or any stupid prequel shit. And uh, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe uh, Harrison Ford will die in this one, too. I mean, he seems to I'm have- surprised. Yeah, he said that's like in his contract. He has to die in movies now, so they just don't bother him anymore. I'm just, <laughs> I'm surprised it's getting a sequel because I'm looking here. The budget for the original was twenty eight million, and the yeah. box office was only thirty three. Mm-hmm. Like that's a bomb in today's market. 
yeah, I, I don't know if they're just looking at the nostalgia or the uh, or, or, or you know or the cult following it might have had. It's one of those, it's one of those movies that after a certain number of years, it's just going to develop that cult following because it's just that just that old. Right. And for no reason, it's like it's it's in the Harris Harrison Ford you know uh, you know uh, filmography, and it's sci-fi you know, and there's not many sci-fi things that you know try to stand test of time or whatever. And you see this with the resurgence of like uh, a lot of Kurt Russell's old joints. You know, it's like oh, there's like you know there's there's still a following for Big Trouble Little China and you know, Escape from the Escape Froms, even though the last one sucked. You know, but they still come. They'll still try to put out something in that vein because. That's just what it. You know, that's just what people like. You know, it's uh, it, so it kind of hits on a lot of points and genres. I'm surprised they didn't tap this well sooner, um, but it could go the way of Tron Legacy, which actually would have been actually was. I liked the, the Tron Legacy, but I, I'm a big Tron fanboy, so I'm I'm biased. But what the hell? I'm glad you said that because I was just about to tear into Tron. <laughs> Well, we're gonna fight anyway because you know you 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 you're one of those people that you know believes that uh, Watchmen, the book and the movie are both terrible, and I'm just like, what's wrong with you people? The movie was great, but I'm you know I'm in the minority in that case, so you know so. Good luck to all you Blade Runner fans out there. It's an uphill battle, but at least I'll know you'll know that uh, Watchmen was better than both your movies combined. So that's I've got that to fall back on. I didn't hate Watchmen. <laughs> Watchmen is probably like one of the most faithful adaptations ever. I yeah, just that's why think I, love I it. like the book more. I think I like the book more, but I, I don't like really even like the book. <laughs> like it's one of those. Like I, I don't think it's a bad movie. I think yeah. it's a faithful movie, but I don't think I like the story. Yeah, and uh, something else about me: I don't read much. I'm a comic reader, a comic fan, so I'm not like a much of a book reader. Um, I don't know shit about American Gods. Like, literally, don't I've not read one page of it, but people are up and down just going nuts over it. I'm like, I guess I should have read them. <laughs> but, uh, so I haven't watched the HBO show. I don't know anything about it. I don't know what, where you stand on it, but I'm kind of waiting for the, the, the fervor to die down before I even check it out, because now it's just too hot right now. I couldn't care less about it. I, I was tweeting about that last week where it's like it's it's lonely when there's a phenomenon that you yes. just can't get on board. Like between this and Game of Thrones, like two things I have no interest in. And I mean American Gods is on stars. Nobody yes. has stars. <laughs> stars insist upon itself. Now, I've got stars, but I never actually stop well, okay, okay, okay. I'm lying because Star Force Star Wars The Force Awakens is on. I'm watching that on mute on stars. Stars kids and family. Oh, you know what's funny? Um, what what movie comes on on cable and it's on kids and family? I'm like, how is this on kids and family? I forgot what it was. The other I was watching it the other day, and I was like, really, kids and family? This is a violent freaking movie. I, it it might have been one of the Matrix. I, that was one of the Matrix movies. Uh, I couldn't even tell you. But in any case, kids and family, you got to check that algorithm, folks. You know, uh, uh, if you've got kids. And or family, they might be showing something that's not suitable. So you might want to, you know, police your uh, police your cable box there. Yeah. As someone that has a family but no kids, you know, I'm I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I hear you with American Gods. I don't I don't like Neil Gaiman. Like he hasn't done a single thing that like he's he's revered by certain comic people. But I don't care about Sandman. I don't care about any like he's just out there for me. So American Gods wasn't going to be on my radar anyway. Yeah, he writes for he writes comics for people that aren't comic book readers, in my opinion. Uh, everyone that came to me about American Gods, even people that might be hearing this right now, um, 
yeah, thanks. Because uh, here's what they do, or here's the pitch. Oh, have you read American Gods? Have you ever read that? No. What, is that a comic? Graphic novel? No, it's a book. It's a book. It's a video game. It's great. Um, you would like it. Why would I like it? Because you like superheroes. It's all about these superheroes and superpowers and stuff. It's like the, it's like when people try to sell me heroes. I remember when Mrs. Classic was like, you got to watch this TV show about called Heroes. It's about heroes. I was like, why do I have to watch Heroes? Because it's about superheroes. I was like, you mean like the Fantastic Four and shit like that? Or the Incredibles when that came out. And like, oh, you got to check out the Incredibles. It's so great. Like, oh, you mean the Fantastic Four and Red Suits? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. It's like... You kind of like this. It's 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 the personal. It's the real life version of that algorithm that comes on like YouTube or some like websites. Like, hey, you've seen this. Why don't you check this out? Or like Netflix is like, since you watched this, since you watched, uh, you know, since you watched Stick It six times in a row, why don't you check out? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why don't you check out this movie, Fired Up, about cheerleading? Um, which is which is actually a thing that has happened. I, I do like, enjoy Stick It, and I did watch Fired Up the other day because I was like, you know what? I haven't seen this in a while, and it's just like Stick. It's 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 um it's that summer camp type of movie. Two guys yes. are trying to get chicks, and they're just gonna learn to be cheerleaders and fake being cheerleaders and, and they're athletic and they learn cheerleading and they meet girls and they go, you know what? At first I was trying to just score all these chicks, but then I met you and I realized and then, you know, lessons learned at the end and then, you know, some weird stuff happens. It's American Pie the uh, cheer cheer camp, but it's so fun. And that guy from um, the CSI, uh, no, NCIS Los Angeles is in it. I can't remember his name, but he's, when I saw, I remember seeing it and seeing him in it going, he's going to be a breakout star and then he you know, became like a TV guy. So good for good for that show. Or good for that movie. I always wanted to see Stick It because I like Missy Peregrine. She's and it's great. got the like hostess from Waiting. Yes, <laughs> but like and Jeff Bridges. Just, oh yeah, yeah well, one of these days I'll sit down and watch it. Yeah, he's that's got to be if you're gonna do like a Jeff Bridges film festival. People don't do film festivals anymore, or maybe they do. I don't know. Uh, or like you know, kind of like a Jeff Bridges movie night or something like that. Just throw stick it in there just to like balance things out. It's like Fabulous Baker Boys, you know, uh, what's the other one? King Prince of Tides, uh, maybe a Tron or two, uh, stick it, and and then end the night with like something serious. There you go. You got to have Lebowski in there. Love as Lebowski. overrated as it is. <laughs> oh, and it, that's another movie that, but you know what? It's been airing on cable a lot lately, and it's one of those movies I can jump on at any point. You know, it's like yeah, it, I, I know it well enough not to recite the lines yet. Like not to recite them word for word, but well enough to know. Okay, this is that part with the such and such, or the so and so. Or this is the part where you know he finds the toe, you know, or, or, or where uh, John Goodman pulls out the gun. So, but probably because I haven't watched it that much over the years, I've only like been introduced to it a few years ago. So I'm still kind of like in that. I'm not at the stage yet where I'm like, oh, fucking Lebowski and these people. <laughs> Most overrated film of the past hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you know. It's, but a lot happens in that movie, and I think that's what you know what what, what people you know te- what tend to drew, to draw people from to it like at the time that it was out was like that movie had a lot going on in it, like scene after scene or like you know it was one of those movies it was like he was just getting thrown about by different like gangs and stuff. You know what movie that reminds me of? Um, Hudson Hawk. Remember Hudson Hawk? Never Hulk? seen it. I've heard good things about it. It's one of those. It's it's a. It was the reviews. The critics killed it. It's not the best movie. Yes. Really bad. It's really shitty in terms of action or in terms. It's 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 funny or it's like comedic, 
Um, but it's fun. It's one of those fun movies. It's like, it's it's that guilty pleasure of mine. Like I, I'll watch that and realizing how bad it is, and like you know, I just enjoy it. You know, I can't remember when I first saw it. It wasn't a theater. I think it was like on some kind of video rental. But I just remember watching it over and over and over again. Um, yeah, but it's kind of like that where he's just thrown about in these different situations, and he's always like being like thrown into some chair or be. Actually, Hudson Hoff, the running gag was he kept getting knocked out and waking up uh, under another person's like clutches or something. So it's kind of like how Lebowski's the same thing, or he's like getting like a kidnapped or a back thrown over his head and he you know gets comes to and like he's in some other gang's lair or something and like where's the money so Hudson Hawk was just like that that's why it reminds me so much of it one of these days I'm gonna have to see like is that streaming anywhere people forget know. like there's certain movies that you just can't get <laughs> yeah <laughs> like the program doesn't air anywhere either and I'm like I want to see that you know I, I, it might or you might go the route of uh, just looking for it on uh, YouTube. They, they they do put whole movies on YouTube or on the uh, yes. legit way, but it's like you can't watch the whole frame. It's like they put it in a little part of the movie, and they've got some like graphics in the background. So if you can zoom your computer in or something, that's weird. Uh, I see a two-hour joint on YouTube here, but I don't know if it's legit or you got to pay money. Anyway, so it's out there. There was a website that used to show like when stuff aired or if it was airing online, but I think that site had like viruses and all other kinds of stuff on it. So I couldn't even refer it if I wanted to because someone's going to go, oh, man, you infected my computer. And, you know, I don't want to do that. Anyway, um, I'm going to take let's 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 pay a bill real quick. And then I want to get into Guardians, if you don't mind. Um, and if you don't mind listening at listener at home. If you want to look cool this summer, or the spring and summer, it's getting warm out there. Funny, cool, awesome T-shirts that are sure to get your friends' attention. You can get that at Busted Tees. Busted Tees offers some of the greatest varieties of great T-shirts, all based on pop culture, science fiction, or just the coolest things out there. Cartoons, TV shows, you can get it all. Deadpool, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Harry Potter. You can do that. Get it through Busted Tees. And they got shirts on sale as well. How you can do that, you might ask? Well, you could go to BustedTees.com, but you can also help our show and keep our show free by going to our official website, CSPN.us. That's CSPN.us. Then clicking on the Busted Tees banner. Uh, do that from the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. Click on Busted Tees and shop for funny, awesome, cool T-shirts that are sure to get your friends' attention. Busted Tees through CSPN.us. Do it today. And if I had a bell, I'd ring it. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like Pavlovian because when I hear it on Comic Chronicles, they ring the bell, and I'm like, oh man, sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> they are good with those sound effects over there. Yeah, I, it's funny because I've known uh, Agent Seventy since I, since I'm from high school, and I'm just like, I, I, sometimes I'm like, you were never good with sound effects in high school, but we never had a chance to actually display that kind of like talent. We just played cards and like talk comic books, but it's just funny, you know, like. He talks. He talks to those guys. I, I I might talk to him like once every couple months or something. He talks to those guys weekly, uh, but it, we stay connected because it's like I can hear him talk comics each week, and every now and then I'll send him a quick note. Um, so, Guardians of the Galaxy that was the West week ever this past week. Uh, yes, I didn't even have to scroll to the bottom to know. I was like, yeah, I had to get the West week ever. I mean, there's some other things I would have put in contention, but no one had a better week than Guardians. Made a crap load of money was uh, the latest Marvel Cinematic Universe entry. Um, and it turned out to be a pretty freaking good movie. Yes. Yeah. It's definitely probably like the most emotional 
MCU movie, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, really tugs on the heartstrings, really uh, hit home for a lot of people, um, you know, with, uh, you know, uh, with uh, Star-Lord finding out about his father, uh, who's uh, Ego the Living Planet, or, um, this bothered me so much, but the reveal that Ego the Living Planet was like an interplanetary interspecies womanizer just like shocked the hell out of me. Like, holy shit! First off, it was triggering it because I'm like, okay, well, you know, we all have certain relations with our with our fathers, or or may you know may or may not. For me, it was, and uh, you mentioned this in West Week ever, and uh, I appreciated like you sharing that. For me, it was like, um, yeah. So my dad's been married five times, <laughs> and oh, it was wow. like, and so finding out that uh, you know your dad who you've been wondering all this time what he's like and why and what's going on and my mom and stuff. Finding out, spoilers anyway for anyone listening, you know we do spoilers, come on. The Statue of Limitations has passed. You know, she's waving in Ellis Island, look at the statue, it's passed. <laughs> but finding out that your dad, who's you know a planet, who's got superpowers, uh, has added your mom to his, not, to his belt, which has sent several notches of it, not just of other women, but other species of females all throughout history, all throughout life, and all your brothers and sisters have corpses buried deep within the planet's core in a cemetery. Totally fucks up the song Brandy, uh, the, uh, <laughs> and totally fucks up for you, uh, Kurt Russell, because now I'm like looking at Kurt Russell like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> And don't forget he gave her the tumor. (laughs) Yes, yes, gave her the cancer. Now, yeah, so Ego the Living Man Whore, that's what I'm calling him from now on. (laughs) That might be the title of this show. You know, I I give shows title. Ego the Living Man, Ego the Living Super. He's not even a pimp. He's a man whore. He's a freaking, he's a, he's, Ego the Living, uh, (laughs) well, I'll tell you what wasn't living was the prophylactic, because he was not uh, using that. Uh, He's an intergalactic gigolo. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, ego, the living sperm donor. <laughs> Just, <laughs> it was like it was like that moment in Malcolm X where he was finding out Elijah Muhammad was birthed all them kids, and he was like, "I must plant my seed in fertile soil." Like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait. <laughs> You're supposed to be all kinds of good, and this is what happens. So that was a that was what hell of a reveal. You were gonna you were getting into something else with that too, right? Just now. Which what why? Oh, about Kurt Russell. Oh no, the, oh. The, the cancer. Oh yeah, the can the, the tumor. So he put the two. Yes. In the comics, or I, I think when they redid Guardians, um, after like Marvel now were all new, different Marvel. I remember reading like a, it was a Star Lord number one or Guardian comic, and it talked about like how uh, she. And I don't even know if it was this or something related, but she got cancer. The 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 mob got cancer because of. You know, the father being from, you know, being an extraterrestrial, it was like because they were together, she 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 got cancer. And that's why he had to leave because she was making, you know, he was making her sick and dying. So it's like the he kind of knew and just left Earth because right. of that. But he was like, that's why I put that tumor in her head. Like, fuck, this is evil. Seriously, because there was no need to do that. He could have just left Earth. Like, if he was going to destroy all life, then she would have got it in the end anyway. I thought it was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, um, she was getting sick, and I had to leave because I couldn't stay near, you know, because of that reason. That's why, to save her life, and she died anyway. 
Die. Oh, yeah, and I had to kill her, so I just threw a planted little tumor in her head because I didn't want her coming around later on asking for that child support from planets and shit, you know, because I got to keep my flora and, and flora, you know, for my other bitches. Like, this is terrible. This is, this is Disney. This is some fucked up shit. This is like, this is the latest in a long line of fucked up shit from Disney. As far as like family <laughs> relationships and like, like th- never mind the action and baby Groot and all the other cool stuff. This was triggering. I can't. Wa- I I was I was gonna go watch this movie again. Like, oh, Guardians was so good. I'm like, nah, fuck Kurt Russell, man. If I see him on the screen. You know, it's not a Disney movie without dead parents. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Parents killing parents and and betrayals by family members of all things. Um. But uh, yeah, the, the, the other subplots and uh, let's see, the visuals were awesome. Uh, you know, if look, if if freaking Suicide Squad can win an Oscar, that kind of opens the floodgates for everybody. It's like putting. Well, like, what do you f- Yeah. Well, have you heard of the controversy right now um, about Mantis? A lot of people are offended that because she's played by an Asian actress, but she's the butt of the joke for being ugly. That that's them putting down Asian women. Oh, I did not hear that. And, but that's, yes. that's that's pretty well cooked up. I, you know, hey, if it makes it to award season, maybe it'll rear its head again. Uh, I don't see that being like a huge thing. Uh, this is not like um when, when people were like, hey, Iron Fist should be Asian, uh, even though he's white in the comics. This is this is not like you know, it's not going to get those kind of legs. I don't think. Oh, Iron Fist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Fist makes the defenders indefensible. That's uh, that's a headline. Someone's going to take that. Hey, you're welcome. Whoever writes that think piece. Anyway, um, yeah. So yeah, Guardians was good, man. Uh, are you looking forward to Volume Three? Yes, yes, yes. Which is which is surprising because I has pretty much written off Marvel after this movie. Like I don't care about anything that's coming up. Like I don't care about Captain Marvel. I don't. It's gonna make me a terrible African American, but I don't care about Black Panther. <laughs> oh, well, we've covered Black. We've covered Black Panther. I, I've read maybe two issues of uh, the uh, of, my, of Coates's run on Black Panther, and it and it was kind of like happenstance. Like, oh, oh, there's an issue. Okay, I'll read it. But I, I haven't been like trying to get the variant covers or collectibles, or I, I just I don't collect anymore. So I'm just like, eh, I'll see it if I, I see people- it. You know. I think people are lying to themselves because Coates has this like reputation and this pedigree. Like they're making themselves think it's better than it is. It's not a good story. Like I got through the first two issues and yeah. I felt it it relied too much on prerequisite knowledge. Now I plan uh, to finish the first twelve, but I don't think it's a strong story. And I'm just I'm not looking forward. To it. He was cool in Civil War, but I, that movie I don't know. It just even homecoming to some extent. Like it'll be good to see Tony Stark again, but I was just gonna be done with Marvel. But yeah. then they said that volume three sets up the next decade of the MCU. So now yeah. I'm kinda like, well what's that gonna look like? Well, you know, uh dead heroes getting replaced with new ones probably mm-hmm. and uh, you know, new stories to tell. Well the thing with Guardians too is uh, it, it puts Marvel in that uh it, it puts them in space, which is uh what Gar- the first one did, which remember, you remember you were talking about Galactic Marvel and how that's like uh you know, it's kind of a, it's untapped but it, it kind of it, you can tell a lot more stories that way. You know. Uh 
I just kind of hate, I, like, as much as I love Guardians, I still haven't really reconciled that it's in the MCU. So yeah. Infinity War is going to be very jarring for me to see this raccoon and Vision and Tony Stark in the same scene together. Yeah, you're right. And that's the only downside to Guardians Volume 2, which is not really a downside, but there wasn't much connectivity to the end. There, was like, there wasn't any mention of Infinity Stones. Um, there was no, like, references to, other than, hey, Earth is here, but it wasn't like, you know, no one talked about Captain America or any of that stuff. It was like, there was, and even the after post credit scenes, when they tease, oh, yeah, by the way, there's five post credit scenes, I kept expecting one of them to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, this is a post credit scene that's going to lead to uh, Thor the Dark, you know, the, the next Thor movie, or Ragnarok, or to, uh, to Avengers Infinity War, but all of them were related to Guardians in some way, shape, or form. It was like, oh, yeah, this is a not-to group, and this is something else, and this is something else. So it didn't feel like even the post-credit scenes were anything that was, you know, threading it to anything else. And I thought right. that would have been the case. The only thing we saw was, like, Jeff Goldblum in the freaking, um, if, as the credits were rolling, you saw him, like, in, on the sidebar there. Which was I totally funny. missed that. I read about it later on. I did not notice him there. Yeah, I, I, I found him, because, you know, we stayed through the credits and everything, and uh, Mrs. Right. Classic just kept... Every time I am Groot came on, the the, the, the text, the words, she just yell, "I am Groot!" <laughs> I'm like, "Will you stop that already?" Uh, that, I know Volume Two was good because she did not like the first one. She actually at the end of the first one, I was like, "That was good, right?" And I looked over, and she's like, eh, "It's kind of wacky," you know. It was, it was, she was not; she seemed let down. This one, she oh. actually enjoyed, and which was kind of funny because it was like, "This is my." I saw her wince at certain parts, like when it was starting, but throughout the movie, she was like really excited about. It. I was like, "You really are digging the Guardians." I think it was Baby Groot or something. I don't know what 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 caught her. It wasn't the music because she, you know, she doesn't. If for some reason, like she's like eighties music, you know, she's like, eh, whatever, <laughs> or seventies music. She's like, eh, you know, that's not my speed. She's more of a, you know, she's more of a aka pentatonics. She's she the stuff, you know, that 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 you liked in college. She's more into that kind of stuff and like. FK oh, then how did she? How did she take today's bombshell of the of an announcement? Um, I haven't heard her throw anything upstairs, uh, and uh, <laughs> but I'll check on her. I'll check on her after this uh, after this session here and find out if uh, you know, because yeah, I'm sure she was trying to get tickets to whatever their next show was going tour was going to be if there is going to be one. Probably not. Uh, I wonder how she I heard the girls. I heard the girl's trying to leave, too, that she's been, like, prepping a solo album on the side but hasn't really told anybody yet. Yeah. Wait, so who's the one that's leaving? Um, the... What's his the lead name? singer? Or the, uh, the, 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 uh, the skinny, skinny guy? Avi, so, like, the skinny, the tall, bearded one. Oh, really? Yeah. Because yeah, does he, he do, like, bass? I you think so. Because the black guy does percussion, I know that, the beatboxing. And of then they course. Got, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Typical. Really. <laughs> well, he he, but he sings pretty well too. I saw I saw some like solo stuff he did. Like, or actually, when we saw the concert at uh, you know, over at the Patriot Center, uh, he was doing some. Uh, he did a song uh, on his own. Like, so like here's my stuff. Like, hey, well, let's go let the black guy shine. And he's like, oh, he sounds pretty good. So I thought maybe he would have been like, I'm going so low. But, eh, I mean, they had a good run. It's not like, you know, it's not like they're st still struggling, you know, to, to, to get appearances or anything. Like they've, they've, they've toured, they've, you know, they've hit, you know, they've had 
great hit singles. I mean, it's time has come. They've won three Grammys. Yeah, Jesus. can you believe that? I believe <laughs> three. it. I believe it. You know, I mean, we we, we live in an era where uh, you know people win Grammys. People have been winning Grammys that shouldn't have for a while. So you know, a, a group like that winning Grammy is you know it's almost justified. You know, it might as well. Uh, so yeah, best of luck. You know, I don't know why, but for some reason, I started thinking of the Jabberwockies. Like, what, like you know, wonder what they're up to, and if anyone left that group yet. But that's <laughs> the dance but, guys. We yeah. we never know because they wear those masks. <laughs> well, you saw them without the masks on America's Best Dance. You know, I don't think they were masked the whole time, or I could be mistaking them with um, the Filipino group uh, that went up against them. I just I remember some of those shows, but. It's been years ago. I don't even know. I don't even know who's famous off of what now. Like, uh, I, like I couldn't tell you who the voice winner is. Uh, from nobody can. Yeah, no, yeah. Nobody can because nobody from the voice has ever become a household name. That yeah. even season one, like that show, is all about Blake, Adam, and whoever's in those other two chairs. Yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. So that's what you get, man. Um. 24 Legacy. Did you watch any of it? Not after I was curious about that teacher getting the blow. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only only episode I saw. (laughs) No, I I didn't do Team Up in such a long time, and I was going to do like 24 recaps. I was like, yes! Oh, another 24 is back. Let's be 24 again. Uh, First off, um, the DVR is what killed it for me, uh, because there were nights that it came on. I was like, I can't watch this right now. I got shit. I got so much shit to do. And so I wouldn't watch um, until the end of the week. And then like the next week was coming up. So I was like, I can't do a recap show on a Sunday for a show that's coming out with a new episode the next day. Who's going to listen to it? Uh, so I was right. like, I, can, I guess I could stack two episodes. And then after a while, I started missing two episodes at a time. So like the DVR started filling up. And then I was like, I, I'm going to catch up. And I watched the finale. I think I watched the finale like a week late. Um, First off, it was 12 hours, or it was 12 episodes. They did do 24 hours, but they did that 12 hours later at the end of the last episode. Spoiler, but, you know, it's not really spoiling it. Um, shit does get critical. There are some twists. You know, there are some betrayals. You know, some moles are being expo- have been exposed. It's the typical 24 beats. Um, the big major comeback, uh, which you probably you remember from the... Um, from the promos was Tony Almeida. He does come in. He does stick around for a few episodes. Uh, he has some critical scenes or some critical parts of the show. Um, there's a death, like a major death. Uh, one of the characters does die. And um, and for some reason, they kept pushing this thing about his wife leaving him, you know, for, for, for her brother. Like, they really pushed that to the edge, to the edge. And I just kept thinking, this is a stupid fucking subplot. No woman is going to get attacked by terrorists after her husband, kill one of them, be reunited, and then stay with her brother for safety and and consider leaving her husband in the same fucking day. That's not how it goes down. Like, oh, yeah, by the way, you you love this job and this action more than me. Like, woman, we just... We were tied up together in our house this morning. I'm not just loving no action. I'm trying to get these motherfuckers. Every last one of them. You should be rooting me on. Like if someone broke into our house right now, Mrs. Classic would be like, what are you still doing here? I want to make sure you I'm fine. Get these motherfuckers and don't come home until you get all their heads in duffel bags like in that Joe Pesci movie. Because that's realism. This show just pissed me off. 
And so I, I couldn't do a recap because I've been pissed off for the last five or six episodes. But anyway, that's <laughs> Take All 24 Legacy. I do hope they come back next season. I was uh, impressed by the, what they were laying. They pretty much laid the groundwork for him joining CTU and him being the new you know, lead, you know, so he did solidify himself uh, throughout the, the season. Um, there was no key for appearance. I kind of wish there was, but, you know, he was busy being a, a lame duck president on ABC. So, uh, but other than that, you know, satisfying show. So they really, if they really wanted it back, they needed to throw in a key for cliffhanger. Like, yeah, black boy, it's your dad on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or Chloe calling by telephone or something, or some some kind of reference would have been nice. The Tony Almeida thing was a, diff, a different approach, and it kind of tied it to you know one of the some of the characters in there. But it was like last time we saw Tony Almeida, wasn't he dead or you know or he was like in prison? Or, you know, it was like so he's like super super rogue, but he he's still like connected and tied into like CTU's uh, you know upper echelon, you know, so they can call him for you know those ops that can't be on the book. Those kinds of things, um, and, but and the the terrorists they were kind of cookie cutter, you know. The, it, there were some twists as far as like the, who the bad guys were, but there was still that Islamic terrorist, you know, jihad shit that you know Fox's, you know that that Rupert Murdoch uh, likes in his uh, pro- programming. So you know you kind of have to grit through that too. Because <laughs> I, I just kept thinking, okay, um, all these. Uh, all, all these Arabs here is going to eventually turn into something else. You know, it's going to turn into like the Russians or the Chinese or like, you know, kind of how that last 24 was, you know, where there's like the, the twist where someone else is behind it. It didn't happen. And it was like, when it did happen, the twist, you know, was revealed. It was like, huh? Uh, okay. But it's still these guys. So, yeah. And there was still some outrageous shit that, you know, you couldn't believe. So yeah, that, that was 24, man. <clears throat> I don't think it's coming back. Yeah. If it does, it's gonna take a while. Like it's not. They're gonna treat it like X Files, where it might come yeah. back in like two years. Yeah, that's true. I mean, because that—that's how we felt about the when they they did the one in uh, the UK, and that came back, and it was like, you know, they were still up in the air. Like, well, are they gonna continue the Jack Bauer tale, or are they not? And the, you know, so for them to bring this back was kind of out of nowhere. I I think this is one of those things where if the well runs dry, they can always come back to this. Right, uh, you know, and 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 so that that's kind of where that is, and I haven't even, I don't know shit about Prison Break other than my description from earlier, so I can't even tell you like how that's going, but you know, whoever is following, it's gonna be deep into that. So, Fox is that's probably the one thing Fox is hitting on, or like some of these nostalgia things pieces where they can just say, hey, we can just get this old audience from years ago with uh, these old properties, and then trying to do that live. Um, Oh, did you see the news about the uh, the next live uh, musical Fox is rolling out is going to be for Rent? Sure did. There's two things. We're getting Rent, and then at Christmas, we're getting a Christmas story. Live Christmas story? Yes. I don't know how that's going to work. But oh, apparently, I, I think there's like a stage show. Well, I guess, you know, you can put some, put some user shoot your eye out kid to music and, you know, Fragile. Uh, actually, I, I did the Fragile bit today at work, uh, which uh, people got that because uh, we were in the mail room and I was like, Fragile, must be Italian. And <laughs> someone started laughing. And one of the millennials was like, what, what are you talking about? I was like, oh my God. Oh, go home. Go home and watch it on YouTube. Shit. Uh, here's what I want. And it's... It's only because I saw this as a kid, and if they're going to do these, dredge up these musicals, they need to do this one. There needs to be a Starlight Express live. God damn it. 
<laughs> Think about it. It's trains on roller skates. Live. <laughs> Bring it back. It was like, that had a run. It was like a couple of years in New York and on Broadway. I saw it on Broadway. Uh, and then it went like, it did the tour. And then it went overseas. And then it never came back. It was like, I look for videos of Starlight Express, like, performances to see, like, you know, oh, yeah, I wonder, you know, where else did it play? It was like, the last time was, like, in the late 90s in, like, the in, in the UK, and not even in London. It was, like, in, like, you know, uh, I'm making up a town, but Northshire or something like that, a West, West, West bumfuck. And I'm like, come on, man. I can't believe it died like that, you know? Or it's just the most it. popular musical in Germany, and it's yes. been... Con- has been performed continuously since 1988. Come on, folks! <laughs> gotta you go know, to Germany. And, oh man, I got, I got, yeah, Starlight Express and some Hasselhoff and some Lowenbrow, and I guess I'll be set. Um, or Serafina, that was pretty good, and that made a good movie with uh, Whippy Goldberg. I could see Serafina live, yeah, but. Um. Uh, I don't know what I'd want to see live. Like, I like a lot of shows, but I don't think they need to be on TV. Like, in a way, it's kind of cheapening theater. Yeah, but, like, I would I would rather have, like, Hamilton. But they're never going to do that because then ticket sales would plummet. But there's yeah. so many people who will never, ever get to see that show. I would much rather that than, like, Grease Live. Yeah, Hamilton will be seen on PBS 10 years from now. Like, hey, remember when Hamilton was hot? Here's uh, some clips. Like, oh shit! <laughs> well, finally get to see Hamilton. I, I'm, I'm gonna be like that old guy. Like, oh, come on, they're gonna show Hamilton on a uh, on PBS. I'll have my tote bag out. Like, let's let's all <laughs> sit down and watch. Come on, mother, let's watch Hamilton. <laughs> I'm getting an age where I can call her mother. Mother, <laughs> you know it's it's that rapping musical. Yes, the musical is rap- all the rapping. It's the hippity hop, telling the story of our country. You know, <laughs> come on, you kids, going to learn about your history. <laughs> Set the rap. <laughs> and by that point, it'll be like all portrayed by white people. Yes. yes. <laughs> they will have gentrified Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be like that part in the five heartbeats where the five horsemen came out. and like, Hey, we're the five horsemen and we've got so ain't got no money. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it'll be Hamilton. It'll be Hamilton down. Yes, you can borrow that uh, headline. Media. <laughs> oh man. So, um, I was gonna give a joke, but I actually don't have one. Uh, but I, I wrote down Bow Wow, Steve Harvey, and the Dean of Bethune Cookman walking to Apple Care, and that was gonna be the start of the joke. Um, what the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of tomfoolery this week. Let's yeah, start with of... Steve. <laughs> Steve Harvey with that letter. That is a letter that you write when you get caught doing something in your dressing room. Like, hey, I, I understand like, oh, yeah, yeah, I need my time to myself. Don't bother me at work or whatever. Uh, you know, I, I, and I got coworkers like, oh, I haven't had my coffee. Okay, I'm going to back off, uh, you know, when you had your coffee or whatever. Or, you know, people have moods. But he took that to the next. There's no way one man could be that moody. Unless, and this is my take on it. Unless he got caught doing something in the dressing room or something was insinuated. He was doing something in the dressing room he shouldn't have been doing. Like his wife came down on him like, from now on, none of these bitches can knock on your door in the dressing room. Like these are rules that she must have wrote for him. 
I, I could believe that. Have you seen his dressing room? I was watching one of those shows that comes on after like SNL, like like in style or what? I don't know. One of those stupid shows, and they showed while you're cutting cocaine. Yeah, but that's the. The, the after the club show yes. when you come back and put the iron away like yes. they showed his dressing room because they interviewed his like designer and the thing is crazy oh it's like it's a, a crazy dressing room well, yes. I knew it was I knew it was some big fucking deal because he was like ring the bell like ring the doorbell to the right. dressing room most people knock you got a doorbell that tells me all I need to know right like you're the goddamn Wizard of Oz and shit. Well, that was clearly released by like a disgruntled employee because that was sent out. The thing is, is like it was only it only made the news this week because production of his show shut down. Like he sent that at the beginning of the season, but they're angry because he. A lot of people don't realize his show in Chicago is done. Like, there's no more Steve Harvey show. He's moving to L.A., and he's getting a new talk show called Steve, but he never discussed it with the staff, so he's not taking anyone with him. So there are about 80 people out of jobs now. So that's Uh, why that made the news. Okay, okay. So it's not like this happened in the past week. It just so happened that that's how it went down. I'm still pretty sure that 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 – I mean, maybe he—he he doesn't seem like the kind of person that's a. How do I put this? He doesn't seem like a nice person anyway. Like you know, he's like nice for no. TV and stuff. He seems like you know, he's like you know, people have stories about like um, like Patty Labelle and shit. Like oh well, you know, Patty Labelle did this to me, or she so she 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 called me a motherfucker. It's like no, but she makes pies. Nope, nope. Patty Labelle is, is you know, she she's a she's a piece of work. Like that's that's how yes. people talk about Steve Harvey, and I believe it. You know, because you get a certain way at a certain age, and you know you get money, and that becomes it. And you know, I mean, you could tell also because he's all like defending, like uh, you know, he, he's like came out for Trump, or he's like, oh, we should have a dialogue. <laughs> Anybody that wants to have a dialogue is an asshole because you're having one as soon as you open your mouth or having a conversation. Don't have a conversation; just have the damn conversation. Well, I think he may have voted for him anyway because their money will vote for, for for Republicans and for Trump. They will, of course. But also, if you go back in his stand-up, like one of his last, like before he retired, his last, like one of his last performances, he does this whole thing on Hillary about how, like, yeah, he had her on the show because you got to have equal time, but he never intended to vote for her. He was like, you only get to go once. That was when she's going against Obama. But like, still, he was like, she's been in the White House. She had her turn. You only get to go once. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that's, well, whatever. That's one vote. One vote. But, you know, I mean, uh, exposed out there for the world to see. And, uh, you know, that, so it, it's a bad look, you know, but he had, he went on his radio show and tried to address it. Uh, Donnie Simpson, and I, I, I saw this on, well, I saw it on Twitter and it linked to a Facebook post of all things. But you know, I, I saw that today, too. Yeah. Donnie was like, you know what? The whole, total opposite. You can come to my dressing. You can, you know, you, you can approach me, whatever. And I'm like, God bless that guy, man, because he, he's he, he keeping in perspective. He could have been like, hey, Steve Harvey, you're a fucking asshole, which is what I would have done, you know, because I'm like ratings. You know, that's my competition. You ain't shit. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, take that fan bro show. You guys suck. Like I would I would I would just went straight after somebody like, you know, like as soon as there was something to say. Fan bro shows is a great show, by the way. That, that they don't suck. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, like, I like using specific examples. I'm like, you're talking shit about my show? Oh, it's on now. <laughs> I, I like some good podcast beef. <laughs> yes. Hot beef. It's not hot in the streets. I love all our shows. Uh, all the shows in our community, in our diaspora. And we have so many. Um, and then um, right, let's get into Bethune Cookman and this graduation. <laughs> oh, wow. And I can't help but laugh. All right. So, yeah. They booed the shit out of her. What else are you going to have happen when you got this lady who's in the Trump cabinet at your damn campus and you're giving her an honorary doctorate, got her speaking, and the whole university, as soon as it was announced, they were like, hell no. This is our graduation. We don't want this woman here. And then she brings Omarosa with her, of all people. She did? Yeah, I Omarosa didn't know that part. There. Omarosa was up on that stage, too, and that was an obvious, well, it's a black school. Might as well bring the black person. You know, I'm surprised Ben right. Carson wasn't up in that piece. But, you know, they trotted out Omarosa, and she had on the, 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 the cap and gown with the rest of the faculty and stuff. I'm surprised she didn't get an honorary doctorate, too, but whatever. I mean, it looks bad on the school. Those graduates yes. got their degrees. They could take them degrees, go, go do whatever they want with them, have good lives, and not give any money to the school and not feel any lick of bad for it because, you know, the, this is kind of what this administration – they're going to have to wait this the school has another president, obviously. Uh, I, I kind of went through this at, at some point with my old college. You know, I was like, fuck, as soon as this guy's out of – you know, gone, then I'll, th- I'll think about giving it back to the school. But until then, you know, and, and so it, it was just a bad look for them. All over, and then the guy came up on stage. It was he was the president. I thought he was the dean, but I, I saw he was the president. He's like, "We will mail you your de- degrees. We will mail you your diplomas." And that was that was that was totally. I will turn this car around, and we will go back yes. home. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but that paper they give you is not your diploma or your degree anyway. I've walked very recently, and I didn't get my de- my degree until months later. Now, of course, I had to take a test and, like, you know, take, you know, I had to fill, fulfill some other, you know, requirements. So it was later than the class I walked with, like, two months later. But still, it was later, you know. And, uh, but it was like, you don't get it on stage. You get a little rolled up piece of paper. You get to, and, at the, and I think the paper is like, uh, you know, uh, I think it's an ad for, like, Herf Jones or, so, or, or somewhere where you can, like, get framing or something like that. It's usually a paper with something in it. Right. You know. So you was going to get it mailed anyway. That was for you to, you know, that ceremony is for you to invite, you know, Uncle Joe and Big Mama and everybody else come out there and cheer you on. And I'm sure as much as the uh, students were standing up and turning their backs and booing that the people in the stands, the family, because these are mostly, you know, historically black college, you know, predominantly black I'm sure most of the families in the stands were booing the shit out of it too. I'm sure the whole thing was there was nobody there was like, hey, nobody wanted her there. I mean, she should have known. She has never been met without resistance. Did you ever see when she first got appointed? She decided to drop by a DC school and and they basically wouldn't let her in. And then she eventually got into the building, but it was like they were booing her. Like she couldn't get out of her car. Yeah. And, and, and the great thing about cell phones, I saw that, I saw a video of that from 16 different angles because everyone took shots of that. And I was like, wow, wow. Yes. And, and, and that's how, that's how it is. Cause that was so, that was still fresh after the election, you know, it was like, and still to this, I mean, we, we still got how many more years of this shit? We haven't even been through a six months. You know? Nope. 
and you want to go out there. This is what you know. And and, and I heard an interesting point on another show. Um, it might have been a Bo Body show in the evening. Uh, he said, "Well, Trump doesn't do that. Trump doesn't like. He does not." He's not going to go throughout the first pitch and make these appearances. He doesn't play too many away games, but he's easy, he's quick to send someone like Bessie DeVos to do that, and she doesn't seem to have any like idea or you know or or any kind of like inkling that it's not going to go well for her. You know, she's she's just oblivious, which is like kind of a rich people thing. I can understand that being rich, but it's being rich is just being a moron, and it's just like and. and, and Obviously, there's ties to the president Bethune Cookman. Uh, apparently, you know, they, they, you know, and 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 trying to get something in the pocket. But even the administration of the school was like, I know you're trying to like maybe get funding or do a solid or something, but you know, at some point you got to go. Eh, why don't the, you know, why don't you, we do a video message and then you know that'll be good. That'll be that. You know, your time's valuable. Can't have you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we'll Skype you in. <laughs> yeah, live from Skype. Congratulations, graduates. Boo, you wouldn't have heard nothing, and then you would have cut back to, uh, you know, Diddy or somebody else, Shamar Moore, giving the commencement speech. <laughs> Shamar Moore. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> These kids are not young enough to know that he killed Soul Train. Maybe oh. the, the uncles and aunts in the stands would have been like, fuck you, Shamar. But, but you know, most everyone would have been like, isn't you in uh, one of them uh, Tyler Perry movies? <laughs> millennials, millennials have been like, <laughs> but did you have cornrows? <laughs> I think you had cornrows in that movie. And then there was Bow Wow. Oh, oh man. Oh, Shad Moss. Oh, Bow Wow. Caught lying. You, you ever had a friend that got caught lying, like in school? Like, what did you say? You ever had a friend that got caught lying? Or you ever, oh, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It was always like something like, oh, yeah, I got a girlfriend. Where she live? Oh, she just, she lived far. You know, I saw, I saw, I, I, we, we met over the summer. Or, or uh, yeah, my parents got mad money, whatever. Um, I think I told, no. I didn't tell this story on any of my shows. I was on um, Spawn on Me because uh, my, my my buddy from college, Cicero, he's one of the uh, co-hosts of, of the Spawn on Me podcast. Um, you know, check that out, spawnonme.com. Uh, and they, they do great work. Uh, video game podcast, by the way. Uh, but yeah, uh, we had a guy uh, in our, he was uh, one of Cicero's like roommates in, uh, in our dorm. And he lied to the teeth about being from New York. Well, not being from New York. He's been to New York and he's got family in New York, but he was like, I'm straight out of New York, man. Straight out of Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was always telling about these streets and stuff. Now, I'm like, just I just got to the school in Virginia and I lived, I've lived in Brooklyn all my life and I spent a year in high school in Virginia. Graduated high school and then went to this college in Virginia. So I'm kind of like, I'm like a year of Virginian, but you know, I still go home to Brooklyn. My mom's up there. So I didn't quiz him or nothing. And Cicero's from like Long Island. You know, but this guy's yeah, man. I can't wait to go home. Not me, not me. And then one day, uh, uh, he came into the room and Cicero quizzed him, and it was like we just broke him down to the point where it was like he was just coming up with all these whack ass answers that weren't even like legit. Like, what street is this on? You know, what's like just just stuff that New Yorkers know. And he was just failing. And it was like at, eventually, at some point in like middle sophomore year, he like fessed up. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I've I, I, I've been to New York. I, I'm from like you know Tidewater, you know area, uh, you know that kind of thing. It's like, oh man, I gotta be a sucker, man. We got a lot of kicking, man. Like that's what Bow Wow is doing, man. He's just like lying. But the thing is, Bow Wow has money. Why you gotta lie like that? And it became a challenge now, and it's like. How did he address it? Because I know that people are making fun of him, but has he like issued a statement? I think he went on some show and talked about 
like um about it, but it was like all right, Bow Wow response to Bow Wow Challenge. I'm gonna pull up this thing because I saw uh I saw a poster, some kind of like thing about it, but it wasn't like uh no shame. The, the headline reads Bow Wow has no shame about pretending he was busted, sparked a viral challenge, uh, and they got all these tweets. I, CNN loves just posting it. I love these news organizations. They just post tweets now. All these tweets yeah. happen. Like, uh, yeah, and, and they don't. News. They don't tell you. That's that's what kind of pisses me off. Is like I'm not saying they need to get my permission, but they should at least give me a heads up that they're using my tweet because then you get people coming at you and you don't know why. Like, Amy Schumer blocked me because of something I said when she got, like, cast as Barbie, and it was taken out of context by, like, some L.A. Weekly or something, and I'm just like, y'all could have said, hey, we're using your tweet. Like, I had to find it by Googling myself. Oh, you gotta do that every now and then. Oh, man. So, apparently, he's working on some reality show, um, and he said it was a, a stunt for the production of the show. So, he's not, he's like, well, you know, it happened, but it's for TV, so. Hmm. That was too uh, easy. Yeah, he could have said I was hacked. That would have been Right, bad. right, right. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. You know, he thinks he's Andy Kaufman, I guess, so. Or I would be like, it was my plane, but there were mechanical issues, so I had <laughs> I had to get on this other plane. <laughs> yeah, the time step is wrong, see, because I said it, but it was that was really last week, and this is a different, and then I decided, you know, I'm gonna fly coach this week because I'm a man of the people. Bow Wow is for the people, for the kids. You know, so just worry about. <laughs> oh, you know, what? I was supposed to tweet. I was supposed to Google this, and I'm gonna do it now because I've always wondered um, if there's something up with this. Uh, no, no, no. Okay, I'll tell you what I'm googling too. And for those listening at home, yes, yes, it did happen. Um, wait, did it? Did it? Did it? Did it? Did it? Did it? I'm trying to see if it did. I gotta look at the cast list. This is gonna be exhausting. Yep, he's in it. So Bow Wow and Steve Harvey were in a movie together, Johnson Family Vacation, two thousand four. So this is putting you on notice, Vanessa Williams, Cedric the Entertainer, Solange, Gabby Soleil, and anyone else that was in that movie. The curse might have started. Curse <laughs> getting caught out there with some bullshit because you was all in this movie together. I'm calling <laughs> up Shannon Elizabeth, Jason Mab- Aquaman was in this movie. Sherry Headley was in this motherfucker. You know what? I've seen Johnson Family Vacation. I don't remember all these motherfuckers in here. Jennifer Isn't that Green. a Cedric movie? Yes, that's a Cedric movie. I played the kid, one of the sons, or the son, or you know, one of the kids on the vacation. And uh, Steve Harvey was Mac Johnson. He was, uh, yeah, he was uh, the brother. So Cedric pulled. They, I guess they pull in in you know the family vacation or one of their cookouts or something, and the brothers there and they're competitive. Yeah, because I was like, I saw them together in a movie together. But which one was it? Because it wasn't Lotto Ticket. And I, I, have you have you ever stopped to think about the fact that we let a grown man masquerade and make money with the name Cedric the Entertainer? I have, but he's, he was funny. He was funny and entertaining, so it was like, let the name stick, you know? It's kind of like how... And the thing with comedians is comedians can get away with that. Although... You know, podcasters were in that genre now too, where people are still on the street, like, "Hey, classic!" And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, what's up?" You know, like I, I can't think twice about it because not many people know my real name's Jamal, except for when I say it here on the podcast. Uh, but it, it, I don't wear a sign that goes, "Hey, I'm classic," or "Hey, I'm," you know. So it depends on where you see him. But yeah, Cedric the Entertainer. Let's let him be Cedric the Entertainer. 
You know? No, that dude needs to be Cedric Kyles. Yeah, Cedric Antonio Kyles. But we, we, we let um earthquake happen and uh Hamburger. Hamburger. <laughs> yeah. Chucky Ducky, you know. All the Chucky Ducky. Booker T pretty much took his whole bit, and and and, and every time he does the Shucky Ducky quack quack thing, people are like, "Are you paying Shucky Ducky?" And he probably like blocks people. He probably blocked me on Twitter uh, because <laughs> of that. I'm like, "So you're not gonna pay Shucky Ducky for all those times you keep saying Shucky Ducky quack quack, huh?" All right, fine. You know, you watch Shucky I Ducky. I bet you if. If he ever gets a serious role, though, he's going to go by Cedric Kyles. I was reading an article about that this week about like how ludicrous is Chris Bridges instead of ludicrous because they said that ludicrous can't win an Oscar, but Chris Bridges can. He started doing that when he was on Law and Order SVU uh, when he was like uh, because I I think he was uh, Chris Bridges on every time he was on that show, and he's been on that like a couple times. Because he was, he played. He's he always playing like the uh, the cousin to Ice T's son on the show. Hmm. Ice T's gay son, and it's like that's his cousin. And then he, Ice T's got a gay son uh, on the show. Uh, that's that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I don't watch that show. It just got renewed for its nineteenth season, but, but I don't watch that show. They're just keeping it on the break records. But I thought about that too. I was like, you know, of all crimes that are happening. Um, these like really grisly sex crimes are probably the worst. So maybe this show needs to stay on. It's <laughs> like, I mean, how many times are we just going to see a murder and go, huh? So who did it? Da-da. Like, nah, nah. People's, you know, people's like, you know, raping, molesting, groping, all kinds of crazy shit that's happening with the, you know, and stuff with kids. I mean, that's the stuff that we really need to, you know, not only expose but you know get people more aware of. Oh, these things could happen, you know, near you. So. I say that's probably it's probably it's probably like um, what do you call it? What do you call it when something is like it, it's apropos that this is the show that, of the Law and Orders that lasted this long. Although I did like Criminal Intent, but only because of Vincent D'Onofrio. I didn't care too much for the crimes. Anytime these shows are set in New York City, and it's like, and I hate to say this, but it's like uh, the victims are, are white, uh, you know white folk, or it's like just white folk. I'm just like, huh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's not like I don't care. It's just they never have like Jamaicans out of Brooklyn on Law and Order or something like that. They never have like a Trinity family that I, uh, that lived up the street that I grew up on or something on Law and Order. So, you know, or they'll go out to Brooklyn or they'll go out to those neighborhoods. But it's always to like, uh, it's always to like uh, interrogate a perp. It's never right, like, right. you know, it's never like, oh yeah. So uh, you know, this 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 man, um, you know, he has two families, one uh, you know on Clarkson Street and one on Ninety Six, and uh, one family found out the other, about the other, and uh, you know, so we have to investigate the murder and find out the suspects and interview like all the sixteen children that he has between the two families, and then the, t- the plot twist is he has a third family in Queens, and the other two didn't know about it because he's a cab driver. That would have been a great one hour show. Instead, it's some motherfucker in a brownstone uh, that's a million dollars, and uh, you know, and because of drugs or something, or you know, fertility or something else, uh, you know, they're they're face down dead, uh, you know, after coming back from yoga class. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about these people. I really don't. Who? No one gives a fuck about yoga class, mom. <laughs> you hit the nail on the head as to why I can't watch Designated Survivor anymore. Because like after the election, I was like, fuck all of them. <laughs> No, but Jack Bowles one of the good ones, though. He's one of the good ones. He's well spoken. Oh, that's terrible. That's a terrible thing to say. He no, speaks so well. Designated Survivor is twenty four, like with Jack Bauer just in another chair. Like he's the president now, so it's like, but like, so um, Mag, 
Maggie Q is like the agent who's like investigating everything and finding out the truth and like going rogue and stuff like that. So she's in the Jack Bauer role and Jack Bauer's in the uh, Dennett Haysbert role. He's President Palmer. And so there's there's equal parts her investigating and like, you know, getting into gunplay and action and him just doing political West Wing shit, like trying to get a bill passed and stuff like that. And Virginia Madsen's pretty good in there, too. And, you know, and Cal Penn, he's good. You know, so, I mean, they got a solid cast. It's, it's a watchable show. Has anyone had a career trajectory as odd as Cal Penn? I mean, <laughs> he went... He went from stoner movies to house to the White House yes. back to the fake White House. Wait, wait, if you count, if you, are you counting the Van Wilder flicks of stoner movies too, or just yes. okay? Yes, that's true. He, so yeah, house to this one. He was a henchman in that Superman uh, Returns sequel. Oh uh, yeah, right. He had no talking, and then he, he had no speaking yeah, parts. He, Right, he was in Superman Returns. Then he went to the White House as like an ambassador to the arts. And then he did How I Met Your Mother. And now he acts in the fake White House. Yes. Hey, hey, he's done. He's done it right. He's done it. uh, You know, he's done well for himself. I I can't. I I can't fault him for that. You know, I, I, I don't see him ever like you know like leading his own series or his own show. But right. he's kind of established himself as like you know a solid actor, uh, and, and yeah, he does pretty well. And th- at no point when he's on screen in this show, I'm like, oh, get this guy off screen. Like he's pretty, you know, he's he's witty, funny, you know, he fits the, he fits well in his role because he's like the communications of the White House press secretary. So he gets to you know go up there and give speeches and stuff, and he has some goofy parts too. But it's mostly like he just plays off the other uh, you know the, the other cast members. Some are some are pretty cool and some are boring. Like the the chicks, you know, she's alright. Yeah, there's something about how he talks that annoys me. (laughs) Like, it's not a lisp, but it's something like it's the way he talks. It just annoys me to no end. Yeah, you gotta figure with a name like like where Freel Township, so Jersey. Yeah, because I'm trying. Yeah, Montclair, New Jersey. He didn't even sound like a Jersey guy. It's kind of weird. Uh, I'm wondering where he went to school. Like, kind of, maybe that's where he picked up, like, you know, his, uh, you know, kind of where where he the, the way he talks. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it might have been something he picked up in college. Yeah, Jersey. Well, he doesn't you know sound that, like a, he like suppose, a kid guy. Yeah. No. Like, supposedly Cedric the Entertainer is worth fifteen million dollars. That sounds low to me. Well, he doesn't do enough animated shit. <laughs> oh, he, that's true. And and he's got a few shows that just like or a few like he he I think he's had a couple of variety shows that just like they either tried to launch a series and failed or they were like one shot like hey the Cedric the Entertainer special or I think he right. tried to have a Cedric Hour like he's still trying to figure out and then he's he's taking now like ads for like uh, heart medication or yes. some other, you know the, oh he's he's into that he's in the CBS demo now. Yes, yes, yeah. soon it'll be catheters and life insurance. Yeah, so yeah, he's he's he, he's really fallen into the Ed McMahon market or that role where he's going to have to like come up with some kind of like uh, you know, executive produce something, or some hit show or something. He's he's going to have to like produce some shit on that co- would go on the uh my TV uh like one of those oh, shows. Oh god. Yeah. 
<laughs> I almost said CW, but I know that's it's not that's not it anymore. I only know about my TV because uh, the break room at work they still play uh, Maury, and I'm like, oh, that that still happens, huh? <laughs> and I only well, know that's the right channel. My TV doesn't really exist anymore. It like it turned in its status as a network. So it's like there's still stations that use the branding, but it has no original programming anymore. It shows like Agents of Shield reruns and X Files reruns. Oh yeah, but I, I mean during the daytime, like they you know they show all the you know the, your daytime crap. Uh, you know uh, all the judges and the Tyler Perry shows. Yeah, yeah, judges, Rachel Ray's, the Maury's, the Tyler Perry. Uh, yeah, and it's funny because daytime TV did not change much in Canada. I was watching some of the same shit that comes on, you know, when I was in the hotel room. Although, Tom, I did watch um, uh, Chopped in Canada. They have a, its own version, uh, Chopped Canada on Food Network. And I don't know if you've ever watched Chopped. Yes. It's supposed to be a food competition, cooking shows, whatever. And I've never seen Chopped. And I was curious because I had it on while I was cutting, you know. Canadian hash, uh, you know, it's a it, it put in the bag so I can, you know, transport. No, <laughs> I wasn't doing that. I made it through customs just fine, uh, you know. So, but, but um, one thing about Canadians and that whole thing about them being nice, that shit is real. And I say this because um, this is a cooking competition. They're supposed to be, you know, going against each other, going to the next round. And, you know, they're rushing in the kitchen and stuff. That's what Chopped is. They get that ingredient. And it was cool. I liked it. It was like kind of like Iron Chef. And that's the first time I watched Chopped ever. Um, and I saw a couple episodes. And this one episode, this one guy in the first round, he's finished. He's done. And this lady struggling. He goes over and helps her, like, prepare the last parts of her plate and plate her uh, her meal. He's, like, getting plates. Oh, wow. What do you need? What do you need? And they're like, all right, before we start with the judging, um, this is the first time ever in Chopped history that one contestant helped another. Why did you do that? You know she could probably get past you this round. He's like, well, you know, that's the rule in the kitchen. We always have, you know, leave someone behind. We always help, uh, you know, don't let someone leave someone behind. Uh, you know, we're a team. So I figured, what the hell? You know, help her get to the next round, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, I wanted, I wanted her to succeed. He was like, wow, that's great. And, he, of course, he made it to the next round. Uh, she didn't She didn't make it out of that round, even though she, he helped her. And he's like, you know, she's like, thank you, blah, blah, blah. So they get to the finals, and he does it again in the freaking finals. It's him <laughs> and the other guy. They're making dessert. He's got his shit all played out, laid out. And I think they were using, like, they boiled down a gummy bear or something. And, like, they, he's got some weird shit, mint leaves and gummy bears or something like that. So he's got his uh, – this other guy's struggling because he's trying to, like – he was trying to do – um what's the thing with the blowtorch? Um, creme brulee. Creme brulee. He was trying to do that, and he burnt it twice or something, or he had something else that burnt twice, the reduction burnt twice, and so he was, like, down to, like, the last 10 seconds or something, and he runs over there and helps him get the ice cream out, and he, like, helps him get his dish out, and damn it, he got gets it out. And he, he, this guy had a solid chance of losing the whole thing, and he won it barely by the skin of his teeth. And the whole time, they were like, you know, you didn't have to help him at all. He's like, you didn't have to help me at all. If I win this thing, I'm splitting the money with you. He's like, you're damn right. And they all had some stories. Like, I'm trying to get some money to send my child to culinary school. Your kid doesn't give a shit about cooking. But whatever. <laughs> this guy is Canadian through and through. I'm moving to fucking Canada. That's how they roll. I've had yeah, people they... do nice things before, but this is beyond fucking nice. They are nice up there. We went up there about three years ago, and it was a. they are some friendly people. Oh, yeah. Shit. I'm, I, I don't know, man. It's, 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 it's amazing. It's wonderful. Oh man, so that's oh Canada. Oh, and then the the, the hockey game thing. So I went to uh, an Edmonton Oilers game. I uh, I adopted the Edmonton Oilers. I'm like officially a fan because I didn't have a hockey team before. The Caps, 
you know, they disappoint. And I was like, ah, I guess I like the caps, but it's not really. And I don't, right. I don't wear that much red. And they, they clog up the Metro when there's games and, you know, whatever. Um, but up there, and they were, like, just all into that team. And it was, like, the first playoff game in, like, 11 years. And then we went to the game. And then they went to, like, overtime. And it was just so great. I was like, oh, man. So I'm in there in the extra period just yelling, let's go Oilers. And so, like, at the end of it all, I'm just like, yeah, I'm an Oilers fan. Fuck this. I got to watch the rest of these games. So I watched the rest of the games through and through. One thing I noticed, though, um, I think it was game six of that series or game five or game six. Um, the sound system went out. You probably saw this in the news or maybe, maybe not. Uh, but the sound system went out at the Oilers game in Edmonton um, when the guy with the guitar, like the local singer, he's going to sing. He was going to sing the Star Spangled Banner because they sing the Star Spangled Banner for the American team. And they always sing O Canada for the Canadian teams. I think they do right. that every hockey game. Every arena, even if it's two American teams, they do it because it's hockey Canadian sport. So sound system goes out. The mic is out. So he's st- he's starting to sing. You can't hear him. So he just waves to the crowd and all these Canadians, which is a shitload of Canadians up there, by the way, in Edmonton. It's deep in Canada. It's not like oh Toronto just crossed over. You're there. Everyone there is from Edmonton or drove over from Calgary or or drove over from the freaking uh the the you know, they, they they came over to the hockey game after shooting a moose like an hour ago. <laughs> that's how Canadian that shit is. Robert, a lot of Robin Sherbatsky's up there, too. By the way, you know, uh, but we're both married, so that does nothing for us. But if you're not, you can get you a Sherbatsky up there. Um, so they, <laughs> they all belt out with the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, say so that all the crowd singing it and word for word, and they getting it, and, and it sounds great. And then they belt out Oh Canada" like it's nobody's business. So th- that go that clip of the Canadian crowd like bailing out the Americans goes viral or whatever I say viral like you can tell my age because people don't say viral anymore but pretty much it it did make some news cycles and everything else and I was like damn this even shows even further that Canadians are nicer than shit gotta move up (laughs) they're singing our anthem they have no they should be booing our anthem like boo fuck you and fuck Trump but no they're like you know hey Thanks, a hockey team that's going to knock us out the playoffs. Uh, we're going to sing your anthem for you because we ha- we love you too, you know. And, and, and there was no no one up there was like, hey, um, they weren't like, hey, you know, you're an ugly American, or you know, they they were like, sorry, uh, you you know, it's just, it's just sorry. They just kept saying sorry, like you didn't do anything, yeah, but you know, you know, we know what you're going through down there, so you know, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Let's have some Tim Hortons, eh? You know, it was like, great, Tim Hortons, fuck it. Um, and oh, the last good old thing, Tim Hortons. The last thing, um, at the game, you know, went to take a piss, and uh, we had a nice box or whatever, so, you know, we were there with the well-to-dos and, the, you know, the we weren't there with the uh, the unwashed masses, so to speak, uh, you know, so it was eating pretty good food and stuff like that. Um, so we go to the bathroom, and this happened all throughout the arena, actually. The line to the bathroom, the men's bathrooms had lines out the freaking wazoo. Ladies' bath, ladies' room, no problem. Walk in, walk out, and we walked past some ladies' rooms trying to find like a men's room. And it was like, oh, okay, you know, you guys are cool, and but you know, we get in the long ass line, and it's like, okay, you know, gallows humor, or whatever, and talking about the game, and oh yeah, you know, McDavid, man, second period is going to be great, and he's going to knock some teeth out, whatever. And so you go, you take your piss. There's a guy directing traffic in the bathroom, like, this stall's open, go here. This stall's open, go here. So he's helping out. So I go, you know, it takes a little longer than expected. I go back, you know, to my seat and think nothing of it. Apparently, there was a controversy, and that hit the news two games ago, or last game, where they repurposed some of the ladies' rooms in that arena 
to men's rooms because the men's lines were so long and then some ladies started tweeting about how how they did that and that's kind of messed up because now the, the women have to like go and look for like bathrooms you know just to because they had to accommodate all these extra dudes and i get both sides of it but i'm kind of like hockey's a damn sausage fest right I'm a, you kind of got to figure this when you build an arena that's mostly a hockey arena. Like maybe, maybe build more men's bathrooms than just take take from the women's bathrooms. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of I mean, weird. You got to go where the bulk of the audience is, you know. Yeah, but it's kind of weird to date to to to, to ba- basically say. Um, so you know what, uh, women, you ain't too many of y'all. Uh, we're just gonna turn this to a men's room. You're gonna have to just walk a little further down. Like, but here's the thing with the guys, though, as a man. And I can't speak for all men or all Canadians. We can wait. There is no guy with a bladder that's or, or with a with a loaf that's that pushing, that's like that critical that you gotta be like, I gotta go now. <laughs> like you hold it and you do a little dance if you had a couple too many molsons, and you go in there and they direct traffic you. You hit the urinal in and out. There's no one there that's like, oh man, sweet relief. And they're taking like the super long Austin Powers piss where you gotta hold the wall with one hand. You blow your O-ring out, boy. So, so that adjustment seemed a little too unnecessary. And it was like, I, I didn't get the sense from all these Canadian hockey fans, these male Canadian hockey fans, that none of them were like, you know, if we had more bathrooms, we could get through this shit a lot. Because none of them are dicks like, you know, I can imagine American guys doing that. But not Canadians. Am I wrong? I don't know. So I'm just putting it out there. For, this is food for thought for those people. I want to I want to start a conversation. Yes, I'm being an asshole on my own podcast, Well. <laughs> I'm going to start this conversation about the bathrooms. Why take from the women when you've built a ladies' room? I'd be pissed too. Literally. Pun intended. Yes, pissed. So that's all I got to say about Canada. Um, if you see a classic team up, Canada, I won't even put Canada. I'll just be like, this is a happy, fun, cheery, classic team up. And it's going to be really upbeat. I'm going to have you know flowery music and all kinds of great things happening. So you'll know when I actually move up there. Taking, <laughs> You're taking the network with you. I'm taking the network with me. You're coming with me too. You can come visit anytime. You know, bring the whole, bring the family. It'd be great. CSPN.ca. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Live from Saskatchewan Studios. <laughs> Where the moose and the elk roam free. Oh man. So, uh, I guess we can. Uh, I guess we can start to wrap up here. Uh, what's going on for Mother's Day? You getting anything for the uh, for the wife? Probably shoes. You know, she runs like half marathons and stuff, and she needs new shoes. So yeah, she she, when did she become Wonder Woman. I, I remember you wrote a while back about her doing the 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 half. You know, doing the race. I don't even know if that was a half marathon, but so she's not stopping. Yeah, she's she's she does like a half now, like every three months or something. So she just did one last Sunday and then she's got one in like June. She's got a bunch like bunched up here, but you can only run so many miles in a pair of shoes. So it's time for a new pair. So there you go. That's what she's getting. What what kind are you getting like New Balance or uh, Selkani or I'm trying to remember what shoes were available when I had those track magazines back in the day. Brooks. Brooks. Yeah. That's the, that's 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 not bad. There you go. And head by Dick Sporting Goods, just because I'm 12 and I like saying dicks. So <laughs> dicks is expensive. Yeah. Oh, there's one. Uh, yeah, there's one by me. There's another store with uh, running equipment. I forgot what it was called. 
Um, not Pacers. The Roadrunner? Um, no, because it's next to the PetSmart near here. Or next to five. It's funny because it's next to PetSmart and next to five guys. And so when I, you know, take the dog to PetSmart to get shampooed or something, I'll go get the five guys to grab a burger. And I got to walk past the running shop. And I'm like, this is this is rich. <laughs> I really need to stop. Need to stop here. Get some shoes and do some running, so that this five guys won't stick with me because I'm pretty much just going and adding on to the uh, to the classic right now. This sucks, but I really want to get me a triple. So let's uh, let's hold off on the running until you know. And it's like I can see the people inside the shop just judging everyone that walks past, like. <laughs> I'm going to that five guys again, huh? You'll be in here soon after that next doctor visit. You're like, right, you know, right, yeah. Because I know if I worked there, I'd be doing. It. I'm like, look at this guy. Uh, that's that should be the new clerks if they're gonna like reboot it. Oh, I shouldn't have said reboot. I just cursed it. Now Kevin Smith's <laughs> gonna find me. <laughs> yeah. Now the Kevin Smith stuff, I haven't gotten as far as like um, uh, Tusk because I refuse to watch that and Yoga Hosers. But I, did stop I at kinda the, uh, wanna see Yoga Hosers, but I have Tusk doesn't sound interesting to me. I heard Yoga Hosers is terrible, but I'm still morbidly curious. Yeah, it's probably as terrible as as Tusk you know, sounded. And I uh, Tusk I, I did read it and go through the spoilers and stuff, so I kinda know how it ends up. But it's just like it's it's horror that I don't need. Like it's 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 that it's that horror that's like, okay, I, I, I got a feeling I'm gonna see something I, I can I can't unsee. Yeah, right. so I'm, I'm gonna leave that there, and plus, I I could care less about Justin Long. I, I, I'll probably get a sick like a sick uh, enjoyment out of seeing Justin Long just getting broken down, you know, because I don't like his face. But well, you know, that's just yeah, you know, that's that's just the sick. You know, I, I, Red State was good though. That was probably the last Kevin Smith joint I saw, and um, I know the guy from that died recently. Yeah, Michael Parks. Yeah, you know, very accomplished uh, character actor, you know, so it's kind of kind of messed up. Rest in peace, you know, I want to shout him out. Uh, but, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you got something going down for Mother's Day. Sent my mom some uh, some flowers, so she's going to get that. Uh, yeah, I use one of those codes on uh, one of those sites that I heard on a radio show. Can't give it to you because I'm not – they're not paying me, but uh, – <laughs> I did. I did that same thing because when I bought tickets to Guardians, I somehow got like a code to some website I'd never heard of before for like a forty dollar credit, and I was like, "Well, here we go." There it is. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. What the hell? You know, make. You know, I'm gonna start. I, I'm at a point now where I'm like, you know, more money's rolling in, but I'm like, I gotta use these coupons and groupons, man, because I I can't like act like this is gonna keep happening. You know, shit could get worse. Shit will get worse. You know, they're taking away health care and all the kinds of stuff. They're going to charge us for things, uh, you know. So, yeah, I'm, uh, so we got you got to save where you can. Man. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And then uh, you and I got to talk about uh, these uh, upcoming conventions that we, uh, you know, I know AwesomeCon's coming, RetroCon. Yes. Uh, so yes. I think you and I are just going to, like, get together on some of those and uh, make sure. Um, a news update about AwesomeCon, um, that uh, final uh, – piece uh that we went to uh with uh black eye tips and uh some of those others that's not happening at awesome con and i found this out the other day apparently there's something called negro con that's happening off-site i think the same place we went to the after party they're doing their sh- they're doing all of it there so they're doing oh. they're, they're they're doing the live taping there and apparently it's sold out so i'm only mentioning it now because it's sold out and i can't get the ticket so we're we're like ass out but i want to mention it because i'm like you know if you're going Good on you, and have a good time, and we'll be hating you from the outside. We won't hate you. We love Rod Karen, but still, all the same, I'm hating because I'm like, damn, 
damn, and this is what I get for not hearing this, listening to the show, but every once in a win, I'm like, and, and I, I, you know, it's, I follow too many damn people, too. I'm like, I gotta get rid of some of these people, because I can't, I can't there, see the shit I need. Was there, there was an panel was rejected? Was the I don't panel know. rejected? I don't know the specifics huh. on it, and I don't even know if they, maybe there still is a panel, but apparently they're doing you know this. So I'm assuming, and this is my assumption that this is be, that they're doing this in lieu of the panel. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm still going. I'm I'm gonna still check out AwesomeCon, but it's like that's kind of like one less thing to get excited about if you know they're going on if they're not going to be there. I'm like, ah, I guess I'll just go for the comics. But that was cool. Right. It's cool. That was a cool wrinkle. Like somebody I know, you know, it wasn't like angry video game nerd in that shit movie. <laughs> <laughs> a terrible, terrible movie. Oh man, that just sticks with you like bad food. But yeah, I, I, <laughs> I looked at my summer schedule and of things and, you know, I think all the dates line up so nothing like conflicts like it did last year. Um, okay. yeah, you know, so so I think we'll we'll be in good shape. Anyway, uh, this is a good time to close out the show. Will any last final words or shouts out that you want to give to the people? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at William B West, or you can check me out online at WilliamBruceWest.com and stay woke. <laughs> Which is the name of your new um your new column on WilliamBruceWest.com. <laughs> exactly. Are you still doing Thrift Justice? Uh, I don't think you've ever, you'll ever stop doing that, right? Uh, I haven't done it in like a year, but it's still in my heart. Like the thing is, I've trained people to only check the site on Fridays now, so it's yeah. like if I write anything else, nobody reads. <laughs> <laughs> I check it sometimes if I catch it. Like I'm like, oh shit, he's posted a Wednesday joint, and I'll read it, or I'll wait till Friday and read it all together. Because here's the thing about the West Week ever: I read it, and it's like by the time I get to the bottom, I'm like, oh man, I want more, and then I'm like, ah oh, man, you know. So, so it's like I gotta wait a whole week now for your for more of your thoughts, and then I'll just go to your Twitter feed, and I'm like, he's posted some funny shit on here. <laughs> <laughs> and if you notice, I like stuff and like retweet stuff from Shark to Con Pit because I only go there for like the shit I want to. I, I go there to say the stuff that's like you know the stuff that could get me punched in the face on my on right, my Twitter, right, you know. And I, I'm openly saying, I'm like, I'm like, let me just get this out. So I'm like, I'm gonna start a fight. And then there's Will like posting some weird, some some fun shit, and I'm like, there we go. I, 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 wish, I wish you lived closer because I would do this thrift stuff with you, but it, it doesn't justify the long drive. I'm like. Oh my god! I'm gonna drive like two hours to go see this kind of look at shopping thrift uh, stores. But maybe we'll plan a day or something like that. I don't live two hours away. I live like an hour away. You do, you do. I'm exaggerating. Yeah, it's more so. I'm just lazy. I don't want to get out of my house. Yeah. But you know, we'll we'll, have, we'll do something to make it work, man. Sounds good. All right. So the, 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 those are your shoutouts. WilliamBruceWest.com. Uh, for me, shouts out to. Uh, of course, everyone at the CSPN network of shows. Shout out to you, William Bruce West. You're always part of the family. Uh, shout out to my partner, Crymel. Uh, uh, I got to keep my promise to her and maybe check out an episode of American God. She was one of those people that's telling me about it. Uh, but she's not an asshole, so I will listen to her at least. Uh, shout out to um, Sanity Thief. Uh, shout out to Auntie Bay CC on Twitter, uh, who as who I think is like, I think she's moonlighting the six brown chicks because she asks a shitload of questions on Twitter. I don't mind them, but I'm like, yeah, you're quite inquisitive. Uh, and it's funny because she spent like a year not tweeting at all. And then she came back and it was like, holy shit, you tweet a lot. 
<laughs> like she, like it's like the the floodgates just burst. So she's like questionnaires, everything else. Um, shout out to. Um, oh, shout out to Chris Stevens. I did shout out to CSPN Network and all of their sh- our shows and hosts. Chris Stevens is the host of Riding the Roman Podcast. Also has a book out. It is out now in paperback and on Amazon Kindle. It's called Becoming Dexter Hunting Sean. It is his, and I lost count if it's his third or fourth uh, book uh, by this by this uh, young up-and-coming author. Check it out. Great uh, novel. Uh, I've got my copy coming, so I will be checking this out, reading it over the weekend, and I've read all his other stuff, and you should too. And uh, so, shout out to him, and then shout out to uh, Jeff Esquire and the uh, DMV Tweet of Cookout. I'm going to get my tickets for that. That's coming up soon. And shout outs to their um, fans and Canada in general. Love y'all. And uh, of course, finally, shout out to Mrs. Classic, who's going to be Doctor Mrs. Classic and make us shitloads of money, so I can like. You know, have more reason to sit on my ass and maybe do more podcasts, and so that's always fun. And I'm gonna go and uh, I'm gonna go upstairs, and uh, I'm going to uh, traumatize her by playing that Brandy song. I've been singing it to myself like all week, like Brandy, you're refi-. Don't ever take a, a a date, a woman, a wife to see Guardians. Did you see it with uh, Mrs. West, by the way? Nah. <laughs> yeah, because uh, she would she punch you in the mouth uh, if you decided to hum that song around her. That song is. Oh my gosh, that song is ruined for me forever. It used to be a fun song, friend. Day, you're a fine girl, fine girl. Blah, blah, blah. But when Kurt Russell just, you know, mansplains the song and like line by line and like, hey, what about this part of the song? What a fine wife you would be. And then he reveals that he's got like all these dead children and like kill all these like different species of women. Like, nah, ego, you're an asshole. E- ego, the living man whore. So the, I'm probably gonna close out the show with that song because it's so it's so bad, but I can't stop singing it. Anyway, so for William Bruce West, myself, Mrs. Classic, Spider Dog, and the rest of the Classic Castle and the Classic Posse, this is Classic saying, "Peace out." She serves them whiskey and wine. They say the same brand You're a fine girl. Classic Team Boy!